five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Let's get into to Tom Fishburne and we'll see how far we get. Okay, inflation, shrinkflation, and skimpflation. And that's especially what we're going to be talking about today, skimpflation. Okay, he says, I ordered a large, and I circled there, I put a box around the cup. It's a little tiny demitasse kind of cup. I ordered a large. That is a large now. Costs are going up. We can only raise prices so far. That's why we shifted to instant. Instant. Can you imagine getting a cup of instant coffee? Ugh. Anyway, and we re <laughs> we reuse the cups from the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I want a refund. You'll have to ask customer service. Searching for a refund. <laughs> they don't have a person to talk to. Good luck with that. Anyway, so NPR's Planet Money coined a catchy new economics term called skipflation. It's a decline in the service quality while keeping the price the same. You're paying the same or more for services, that, but they kind of suck. And that's called skimpflation. And instead of simply raising prices, companies skimp on the goods and services they provide. Disney's cutting tram service from their parking lot. Airline hold hours are infinite. And Domino's delivery times are going up. I don't know. I think Domino's is doing okay. Anyway, so... You know, this kind of brand imp margin improvement, I thought that was a good phrase, has been going on for years. And what happens basically is a brand, I remember um, there's a story in here about when the, when he was working for Yoplait, a competitor put, they left the carton the same size but cut the amount in it, in their yogurt. And they advertised it as leaving now room for your favorite mix-ins. I think that's very clever. I don't know how it worked out. <clears throat> and uh, Disney's CFO says we can cut portion size, which is probably good for some people's waistlines. Absolutely. Customer satisfaction is at its lowest point in 15 years. My, how things have changed in the last couple of, couple of years. Okay, there are risks on this. And what happens is, is that here, here's a great illustration of the risks. A great product. Let's boost the margins. Use cheaper ingredients. More headspace, so he made it a taller box and narrower. Downsize at the same price, so now we make it smaller. <laughs> Use cheaper paperboard, now it's falling apart. Lose the box. And then, it's a, and then there's just a bag of stuff, and it says, gosh, why is private label gaining on us? <laughs> and here's even a better one. After years of margin improvement, there's nothing left but an empty box. I don't think there's any more we can cut, any more we can cut, cost cut. And this guy says, we could phase out the box. <laughs> so anyway, you got to pay attention. You got to watch out what you're doing. You got to listen to customers. There's always a balance. There's always a balance between value and and price. And that's one of the magical things about capitalism is that it finds that balance. And it rewards people who are listening to the marketplace. So don't listen at your leisure. Okay, so here's something. <clears throat> Gum Gum, which is, a, which is a brand safety 
expert company said, I guess, or it's maybe it's a publishing company. I'm not sure. It's a funny name for a company. <clears throat> but they said that keyword-based safety strategies are blocking a considerable amount of safe content. So people are mentioning climate. You know, like, it's a warm fall this year. <laughs> Does that prove global anthropomorphic global warming? Not really, I don't think, because they say that weather isn't climate. Now I've used the word climate like three times. So this is an unsafe, this would be graded as an unsafe place to advertise because I've used the word climate. Have I said anything one way or the other? No, I just appreciated that it was in the 50s today on my motorcycle. But they went and actually checked, and they found that at least 60%, I'd like to know what wasn't safe about climate, about 60% of the of their content was actually safe. So like mine, right? Mine said nothing. <laughs> mine didn't tell you what I believe or what I didn't believe or anything. So it's safe. That's safe. But choosing to use keyword blocking when better technology is available is reckless. And the, 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 the bottom line here, and this is the important part, publishers shouldn't have to limit their coverage of important topics like COVID, George Floyd, or climate change because of monetization issues. So what's happening is that people are saying, well, we got to be careful because, you know, we let's say we have a tennis shoe brand and we make the tennis shoes all out of totally out of bamboo. So we're very climate aware. And so we don't want to get on a page that says that climate change is real, but it's caused by solar forcing. Which probably is true. Probably has very little to do with CO2. A little. I'm not saying nothing. You know, you get banned if you say nothing. Sure. And it's man-caused. You know, the heat in the cities at night, the concrete, and the way they change their measurement of the thermometers and a lot of things. Man has caused a lot of changes in the way climate has been reported. So it's real. It's really real. Um, but, you know, the publishers can't put that in there because they can't even put in what I said because... Uh, then they get demonetized. Now, fortunately, I've only been demonetized in a couple of times, and and it hasn't impacted my revenue at all because I don't get any revenue from this from this show. I better get to the point here. Brands utilize, utilizing broad block lists to avoid coverage around climate change missed out on about 30, 52 million impressions across Gum Gum's supply. So they're saying you shouldn't do your own blocking because you would have blocked good articles okay well we'll use that term generically okay so anyway uh dr augustine Fu, and here's more commercial posted this on linkedin and i really like dr augustine we got to do a show together and uh he he had two articles that he published in the last few months and one this one says okay here's the bot fraud here's the the, the, the people that are trying to trigger more advertising by getting banks of phones, you know, like phones that are hitting sites, okay? And they look like traffic, but they're not, okay? And we've already pointed out that Google and Facebook have an interest in allowing that because it creates the impression and the bots will click. It creates the impression of impressions and of clicks, but your, your sales don't go up. Because they don't buy, not generally. Okay, but what Dr. Augustine says is that site fraud, most of site fraud, is actually not from bots. 
it's from the way the ads are posted and from the way the ads are are uh, described when they're when they're put into the ad programmatic buying group and it says that they don't detect most of this here's some stuff I'd never thought about so I want you to think about web page cheating if you're on a site and it refreshes the page let's say you're reading the article it refreshes the page five times they count that as five views of the ad not five different people five you five views okay um, and they could post it many times another thing they do it's called ad stacking is they put the ads put their banner their banner uh, uh, like what you know they put their banner ad on on a, on a spot on the page the page owner lets them do that and then they'll put multiple ads essentially they'll their their uh, their at their Java code will stack multiple ads so that you the advertiser have a cookie in your ad and it puts the cookie on my my browser but I didn't ever see the ad and it allows them to put more ads on a page and charge the advertiser and 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 uh, charge the advertisers for ads that never were seen it can also do them in very small pixels I remember a guy putting one pixel ads up or something like little teeny weeny he did a page of little teeny weeny ads and he did it he did like a million ads on a page uh, charged a dollar a piece or something and made a million dollars I thought why didn't I think of that <clears throat> so ads could be loaded in zero by zero or one by one pixel iframes it's called pixel stuffing they can also do pop unders so it doesn't pop up over the content it pops but your browser still sees it even if you don't see it fantastic Mobile apps are better at cheating because they don't turn off. You keep them go you keep them going at night on your nightstand and they can still go watch ads and they can go the app that's running on your phone, you don't realize it could be doing work all that time. Whereas your 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 computer at night, I usually close it, you know, just in case I want to to sleep without blue light. I don't bring computers into my my bedroom though. Okay, domain spoofing. When that when an when an when a site is is offering itself to advertisers they can call themselves the New York Times if they want to <clears throat> nobody checks it's all programmatic so you think you're getting a really good deal on the New York Times you're getting a good deal on something that nobody sees <clears throat> so uh, I have two articles here this is uh, this is also just on how hard it is for the fraud detection to actually work here's an example of what this what this page would look like if it was seen on a mobile app. Here's what it looks like on a desktop. You notice that these pieces are missing on this one. These pieces are, are not missing. That's the kind of thing that you can do with, with ads and with fraud to make it look interesting. The other thing is the ad fraud apps will classify a site. <clears throat> so here's adult content, Time Magazine. Uh, Daily Mail. Let's see if there's anything. Sports Illustrated. I I don't go to that much anymore. Wired. I read all the time. Business Insider. I read some of the time. Okay. Healthline. My wife reads that. All con ca classified as adult content. <laughs> Over here, this is Weapons, Time, MSN, CBS News, <laughs> eBay. They don't really have much for weapons on eBay. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post. About the only one that really might talk about. Weapons is outdoor life, but you know this totally misses the boat, 
and that's part of his point. Okay, and so, you know, I get a lot of people asking me, um, yeah, <laughs> asking me what USPS don't cheat. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people ask me if I if I want help with my digital advertising, and I say, you mean digital fraud? You know, uh, but back in the day, we used to advertise. You know, in mail, you 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 have the ability to pick lists based on you know, the title. You say, well, I know people read the New York Times and they read the financial news, so I can probably rent people who who, who read or who subscribe to the New York Times. Uh, or they go to the website and they read uh, the financial section. You know, you can, that's one advantage of digital. You can tell where they, where they hang out, right? But maybe you don't, maybe you don't need to, to know that. Maybe the Wall Street Journal, just that enough, right? Or Financial Times, or something like that, uh, so that you can actually, you can actually take the time to think rather than buying ads in milliseconds. And then you can mail to them. The USPS guarantees delivery. It, the physical nature of it, guarantees that it goes to the household. The decision maker evaluates it and engages with it. Has to look at it. Throws it out. Everything eventually gets thrown out, but throws it out either sooner or later. So you know you've got engagement. So you know they looked at your ad. You don't have that in any other advertising. It's just the, the facts. Plus, it doesn't matter what else comes in the mail, right? You're not, you're not going to be on a, a terrorist uh, article. Your ad is not going to appear in a weird context. Your ad is going to appear in the mailbox where everything's got its own context. So you create the context. So there's a lot of advantages of using mail to find out what your best offers are and what your best... Uh, what your best lists are. And that's why mail is so powerful. Even if you don't believe in mail, you should be using it as your best research tool.